didn't even act surprised, and then it and came back, to and, do it again. and then he just did it again and got even higher. Like that ain't his first time punching that little machine. He's been punching that little machine. He's been going at it. He's been going to that arcade for years, bro. Mm. <laughs> like he's like, watch one of these days. I'm gonna hit 900 all the time, and then I'm gonna post it on Instagram. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. You know what I mean? So, so that's but that's what it is. Something you gotta practice at. Mm-hmm. Something that's gonna right. surprise everybody. And not surprise everybody, but it's not something that's expected in your normal routine. You know what I mean? Like, I know you play guitar. So for you to come out and tell me, yo, I'm going to play something on the guitar. It's like, nigga, I know that. I want to hear something that is not, like, already on your resume, you know? Mm, it's going to be different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Something that, like, is not expected from you. So I was thinking about what I wanted to do is uh, I wanted to buy, not I wanted to, I want to buy a fourplex building. <laughs> I recently learned that FHA loans will give you like the first loan with like a 3% uh, down payment or 3.5% down payment for like first time home buyers. You could you could get up to a fourplex. Like you could buy a house, yeah, but you could also buy. Uh, oh, really? You like, buy a fourplex with, yeah. the, with the first time home buyers? Yeah, discount? bro. So you could buy some shit with four apartments in it. And I'm like, yo, if you buy some shit with four apartments in it, right? And then you you get I don't know how it works honestly, mm-hmm. but once I had I read that tagline, I'm like yo that's the shit that I want to do. <laughs> like I want to buy both. I want to buy a fourplex so that then I could live in one of the apartments, rent two of the apartments, and Airbnb the fourth apartment. Why Airbnb as opposed to just renting it out? Because Airbnb you you make like forty five to five thousand on it like a month from renting it a couple weekends. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like it's kinda like taking it. If a, your girl annoys you during one of those weekends where it's not selling, you can just hop over there. Right. You can just go upstairs. Like yeah, there's nobody booked up up there. You know what I mean? I'm going upstairs. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck this bed. Fuck this couch. Like I'm out of here. Which I'm mad ass. Not you though, baby. I love you. Um so 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 that's so that's like my nine hundred pound goal right now. That's my nine hundred pound goal is not buying the fourplex, but figuring out all the details of buying the fourplex. Like next time we have this conversation, I'm gonna have all the details for you. I'm gonna let you know what numbers I need to hit. You know how much I need to put down, how much I need to save, and realistically, what kind of where I could buy the fourplex that I'm thinking of because it might be like in fucking Detroit or some shit. I might have to go to like Pennsylvania and buy. I've been. It's funny you mentioned that. Actually, that's it's also kind of what I've been looking into is is rental properties. Right? Yeah. So it's it's about finding the right rental properties and, and how you acquire them. I recently was reading about this thing called delinquent tax list that you can get from like the local right. county or whatever county that you're looking into, and that'll give you a list of people who are are late on on paying their property taxes and are at risk or about to enter into foreclosure. Now those people are most likely nine out of 10 times are probably gonna be desperate, right? So you can make them an offer that's super minimal and they, they wanna get rid of it because they just can't afford it, they can't pay for it. And it puts you in prime position to acquire that asset. Word, that's what you gotta do, you gotta prey on the poor. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> get me a low boredom <laughs> with the office. Nah, but seriously. Well, I mean, well it's, it's that or get nothing for it. You know, you foreclose yeah. on a home, you lose everything. Yeah, that's true. And personally, if you buy it, they might still just be able to rent it from you at that point. Yeah. I mean, you don't even have to move your family. Like, I want you to move. And they'll I want think you it's there. They'll, they'll still feel some sort of connection to the property. Probably take care of it well. Probably. Hopefully. Like, yo, yo, take care of it. Get <laughs> your that, money up. Or that resentment. <laughs> just, Word, just fuck, just it, fuck up. it up. Nah, yeah. you'd be like, yo, listen, look, listen, look, I'm going to buy this from you. But what we'll do is you keep renting it. When you get your money up, I'll give you an opportunity to buy it back. <laughs> this is lies. <laughs> <laughs> lies from the devil's mouth. Um, what kind of things are you working on that's like, like you working on anything that's like, like not really expected of you or like it's a goal that, that's something that you want to achieve that you just dreaming about right now. Like you haven't even started on it. It's like, you know what I mean? Like something small. Yes. Well, I mean that, that for one thing is doing the research in rental properties that, you know, I'm trying to build, you know, right now I'm currently building my, my stock portfolio, um, building websites, trying to build websites that I can market as that. But you know. It's really, really the goal is to just create passive income. Like that, that's, my, that's my personal goal is creating passive income to a place where I don't have to work a, a nine to five job anymore. You don't right? wanna work nine to five? I don't wanna work a nine to five job anymore, no. I, mean, I feel like I'm, I'm spending too much time to get money to spend that money for time, essentially, right? Wait, explain that again? So I, I'm, I'm spending my time mm-hmm. to get money mm-hmm. so that I can use that money to buy back time. 
Uh, right? Okay. You get that? So it's like when I get the money, then I can spend my time doing whatever it is that I like to do. Okay. Right? Got it. Um, but yeah, so, so you know, I, I, for the first time, uh, I would say two or three weeks ago, I invested in some stock. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's really an interesting thing because, you know, there, there are these apps that you can do. You can put money, like, it's like fake money that you get and you actually, like, play the stock market and how it yeah. would, you know, sort of correlate with that if it was reality. And I did that for a little bit. And then now I actually put my own money into it. And uh, I think I spent, put, like, $600, uh, like, 100-something shares of a company and the stock dipped. Right, and I just lost two hundred bucks just outright. Like, Off the wrist. It's like, oh god, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, and and uh, now it's starting to climb back up, and I've invested in other stocks, and it's just, it's just, you know, really the key is just kind of putting yourself out there and just trying it. You know, you just kind of have to do it, and then you learn from that. You know, now I've learned, don't get a stock right before the the expected prices, earning prices come out before the EPs come out. <laughs> Wait till after, you Wait, know. So, so was so also you learning a lot about this stock shit. Yeah, well, I mean, so, not a lot, but I, I, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm just you know scr- scratching the surface. Wait, so have you gained money back at all, or did you just I've put gained, in six, lost two, and then it's gone? Well, no, I've I've put in twelve hundred. Okay. Yeah, in total. Okay. Um, right now I'm minus one forty. Okay. Oh, so that's good. So yeah. you made a lot of it back. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Are you investing in stocks like companies that you know, or is it just random? Uh, well, it, it's companies that I've done research on. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've done the research on it. It's not companies that I've that I've known about beforehand. It's not nothing like blue chip stocks. It's not like Amazon. Or, What's a, a blue chip stock? Is right. I I don't know the exact definition of it because I'm still you know kind of yeah. figuring it out. But it's like one of those stocks that's it's like Amazon or Google. Yeah. You know, those big companies that you know are never going away. Okay, those are like yeah, like they're just gonna be there, like Disney. Right. Disney stock. Well, Uber went public recently, and they they tanked, right? From they tanked. Yeah, then they they well they didn't they didn't get what they were expecting to get. Did they? I thought release. that they came in at like forty five, which was like huge for like a tech. Mm. For like a tech company, is one of mm, the biggest. Yeah. Like, uh, what's that shit called when they first opened the public offering? I don't know. Make something up. You could lie right now. Like, I, I don't know. Right now. Yeah, just make something <laughs> Damn, up. No, no, no one's going to fact check you. Just make it up. No, no, but the word's <laughs> on the tip of my tongue. How can I make something up? Uh, their initial opening. I don't know. I Whatever. So, yeah, yeah, but the the point is, I, the re, I, I say that to say this. Do we do we actually keep the AC on? Is that a thing? You getting hot? You just getting nervous? <laughs> Asking me questions oh, and shit. Question? Like, I don't know, man. We've been doing this for a couple of weeks. Like, <laughs> Nah, but I say that to say this. Beyonce... Had some Uber stock because yeah. she performed for them in 2015, right? And let me clarify a couple things for you, right? Because I'm a beehive nigga, right? So she she performed for them in 2015, and then it instead of getting paid, six million dollars was she, was her payout was was the stock, right? right. Was, but they were offering her to pay. I don't know how much she took in stock. She took six million in stock. Okay. As opposed to getting paid for the performance. Yeah. So I read some shit that that now that worth. stock is now worth 300 million. But then on the Wall Street Wall Street Journal today, I read some shit about liquidation, some shit, and liquidation, the, some shit. Yeah, I forgot. That's, what a, the, that's rest the official of, terminology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you gotta you gotta fill in the blanks. <laughs> Just make stuff up with me, bro. So there was some liquidation, some shit, and they and they uh, the value of her stock is actually gonna be nine million. So that three hundred million was just a projection. It was made up. Oh, so maybe see, so maybe Uber didn't do as well as people were expecting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's oh, that's so three hundred like, million. It's not it's not the actual it's number. It's not three hundred million. Oh. It's closer to nine million. Damn, I wish you didn't tell me that because I was about to go on a whole thing about how the more money you have in there, the the, the greater the return can be. Oh well, yeah, you know? naturally, right? Because yeah. it's a percentages game. Yeah. So you got to put more money in that show. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give you my money so you can put it with your money, and then we can make. Maybe some we'll money. wait another two weeks. All right, I'm gonna let you get your shit together first. Now they are. Now they are? Well, guys, listen, this is a punch. <laughs> but, a real good uh, punch. Uh, you know, so we had to go to a break because Tony told us that every time he hears stocks, all he hears is fucking crickets. We sound ridiculous right now. <laughs> yeah, it's just boring as fuck. Get Uber Yeah, point is, get Uber stocks. Once it goes back in the 30s, get it. Get it? You think get it'll it? go back up? It went back up already. It was at 36. Now it's at 42. Ah, I'm waiting for it to go back in the thirties. Yeah. Got it. Got I'm gonna put a limit. I'm gonna put a limit. Google stock came out at twenty five dollars. 
Come, come on the mic. Come on the mic. Because you know about the stocks and we don't know I'm nothing about it. I'm putting a limit look, order. Look, tell, tell us right now. All right, I'm going to give you all our dog stock tips. Our dog stock tips. Oh, Let's wait, hit hold it. on. Let me get my notebook <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, he's got to get he's his the, notebook out. He's the one who, who put me on to it. He's the one who's like, yo, the next time I see you, you got to have bought stock. a stock or like we can't hang out. I'm yeah. like, all right, it's cool. Let me put some money in here. Right, Definitely but... grab some Uber stock. So what, what he learned earlier was really smart. Never get it before the earnings come out. Unless you have inside information, which is illegal, so you can't mm -hmm. do that. But if you know it's going to come out higher, then you buy the stock because you know it's going to go up. Yeah. If you know it's going to come out lower, you wait. Everybody sells, it goes down, and then you buy it. But if you don't know, it's better to wait. So what's that shit called? It is better to wait. For earning what? If they're about to do their it's earnings. The EPs. The EP, it's called EPs. I don't know the exact. Earning like, projections? No, the projections are different from the right. actual. They put out That's an earnings the, report. There it is. So definitely get Uber. I say buy Uber. You know why? Uber's not going anywhere. It's not. All right? So Uber's not going anywhere. Yeah. So definitely buy Uber no matter what. I'll put a thousand but on that. But wait till it goes in the 30s. Right now it's at like 42. It's been changing all day. It's a very highly traded day stock. So if you just traded it for today, it, you could have bought it at 41 and sold it at 43. And you'd have made $2 every share. So if you bought a thousand shares, you'd have made $2,000. So that's day trading, mm. right? So that's... That's more you have to sit in front of your computer and pay attention. Yeah. My, first, you, my first step is going to be getting $1,000. I mean, That's you can start with $50. One. You know, but, I'm going to send you the app to the link. Yeah, so that way it'll give app. you a free stock. When you sign up, it'll give you one free stock. Mm -hmm. And you start, you can start with $50, $100, but the key is starting. Yeah. That's then what I, as I you see your money grow and you learn, you're like, oh. Then you have options to do this. And once you get to $2,000, they give you another $2,000. Because yeah. they already know you know how to do it. So they're gonna spot you two thousand. Oh shit! Okay. So because you know not you know they know only a certain type of person does it. Mm -hmm. So once you're at a certain level, they're like, all right, so you Gucci now. Yeah, you Gucci. We trust you. Right. You in this? Because they know you're gonna make money. We're gonna make money. The world's a better place. Got it. Got it. When we all make money, everybody wins. Everybody's happy. But uh, yeah. So Uber, Uber, Uber. Buy Uber. That's my that's my stock tip. Buy Uber and come back at me in five years. When Uber has all electric cars and no drivers and all Tesla cars with no gas and no drivers from the Google cars with no drivers, then their earnings report, report is going to be insane. Then it'll be like Amazon where it's $800 a stock Jesus and you got Christ. it for $38. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So always look for the long haul. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because Uber, you know it's not going anywhere. Electric cars are coming. Driverless cars are coming. Regular people are not going to do that, but for taxis, it's going to change the game. Yeah, it's over. It's over for taxis. Jesus. Right, it's low right. as 37. So, right. so, so there you go. Now we got some tips on stock. Do you feel a little clearer about it, Tony? That shit was exciting. Yeah, kind of exciting. Because <clears throat> oh. them niggas are taking my money. <laughs> it's yeah. time for them to give back. Yeah, that's how, how I'm going to make my money. I'm going to steal taking all the Tony money. money. Yo, so, um, Uber everywhere. All right, so we're gonna talk about something a little, a little more intriguing because we, uh, this is something that's been on all of our minds. We've been um, Game of Thrones fans for a minute over here. Mm, that's yeah, for no, sure. There's no Game of Thrones spoilers, right? Everybody's caught up. Good. Yeah, yeah. The whole, the whole yard is caught up. Anytime y'all be chiming, I'll go. The whole yard is caught up. So listen, boom. Game of Thrones is up to season eight. It's almost the finale. There might be a couple spoilers coming up, but my man Zeke hit me over the phone, and he's like, yo, fuck this shit. Dude, they fucked it up, man. They just completely, they just ruined this last season, man. They ruined it. I mean, how are you going to take a crazy-ass budget like that? What is, what is it, what's the budget for, per episode? It's like 10 million or something, right? Some wild shit. Some wild shit. 10 million per episode. They're making movie-length episodes, and they've just completely taken the ship and thrown it off course. And and I, I can't I can't stand it. I'm gonna watch the shit out of it, but it's trash. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, all the way trash. No, not all the way trash. The production value obviously is great, right? The, the the imagery of it is great, but it's like you get tired of that. You get bored of it. You have whole episodes of people just fighting, and it's like that's not really what Game of Thrones is about. That's not what it, that's not what got all of us hooked on it, right? Yeah. It was the actual. You know the politics of it. It was it was the the deceit and the lying and people going behind each other's backs and going through all of that. They had none of that this episode. None of yeah. it. Or and titties. Not even who who's. Oh, said or titties. Oh, they have four titties in the first episode. That they was. have four. Not enough. Titties. A bitch with four titties. 
No, they had two girls, nigga. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't one girl. That's disappointing. <laughs> one girl before titties might have been more exciting, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> but <laughs> but but yeah, I feel like uh, you know I, I was upset at first. Uh huh. I was really upset. Like I was really mad. Like I was big mad. Like I was sitting on the couch watching it with Tony, mad as shit. And Tony's like, you shouldn't have read the book. You wanted them niggas to read the book. And no, it's not the book. It is. It's the fucking book. So right. just watch the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, it's not even that. It's just like the show itself, I it got I got into it because of the emotional complexity of it. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. it was like there was all these plots and all these like deceptions and all this shit that was emotionally complex. And I was fucking right. with that. Right. But then at some point, and and I think it happened before this season, I think it happened probably last season hmm. when they were like yo you know what we just gonna make this an action show like we gonna throw we gonna throw away the plot we gonna stop doing all the plot driven storylines and we just gonna make it an action show let's just smash things into each other um and one, you know once you start seeing it like that where it's like yo this is just gonna be some crazy fight scenes and it's gonna be just a dumb action movie or action show you kind of you know, hurt less about all the off-brand. The best episode that they've had. So, we, so we're on episode five now, right? We're, we're the last episode before the season finale, the series finale, and to me, the best episode so far was episode two, which was the night before the big fight against the the White Walkers and all that. Because that was the one that was closest to having that emotional development. Right, because you, you're seeing the characters, you're seeing them actually be the characters that they've been this entire series, right? Yeah. And you're going through all that tum- that that turmoil, you know, and, and the feelings between the characters. Put it out. I bet. So let me ask you, right? You see now, now it feels like the yard. We got the game on TV. Yo, shit is lit. But let me ask you. I got one question for you. If you could change one thing, like just one thing from the season, you know, one big moment. If you could change it, which one would it be so far? Do you know? Yeah, would it be George R. R. Martin actually finishing the books <laughs> and then having the the writers of the show actually go off the books and not try to fucking take shortcuts and fucking they rushed it. They fucking rushed it. That's what they did. They just took it and they're like, you know what? Fuck this. We're out. We got our money. Like, let's wrap it up. We'll yep. wrap it up real quick. It's very formulaic this season as well. Super formulaic. It's like, all right, we're going we're gonna to give you a setup. We're going to give you the night before, and then we're going to give you the, the, the big fight scene, and then another setup, and then another fight scene. And it just doesn't make sense. They've gone completely off-brand, off-character. What these characters are doing is nonsense. It's like it doesn't fit with what these characters have done throughout the series. What they needed was higher learning. But... I see what you're getting at. 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 In what capacity? Hmm. What does that mean? Nah, let me stop. But yo, all right, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, quick recap. What if I told you that like they actually just went off script because they wanted to preserve the books and not ruin the character development that's going on? That's very possible. Because they knew that as a TV show, they could go full action. And still retain the crowd because I end up speaking to a lot of people that are just like, yeah, that's just cool. Like I liked it. And it's what like, what people is this? Please point them my my direction so I can tell them they're Tony? wrong. Tony, you're wrong, Tony. <laughs> Wait, Tony you're enjoying it? it? Wait, it's not. It's not that it isn't enjoyable. The show is enjoyable no matter it's what. But it's not. But I'll tell you what. It's not the best. It's not. It's not the best show on television, which is what it has been. What is? It used to be Game Shark of Thrones. Tank. <laughs> Shark Tank. Sopranos. Power. Power. Not power. <laughs> power. It's, just, it's not. Can, can Malik the Muslim get on like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yo, what up? <laughs> Malik, Malik. Let's go, producer. This is Malik. Yo, and Game of Thrones. Malik, where you calling from, Malik? We got we to gotta call in. We got to call in. Where I'm you calling, calling in from, from Malik? South Jamaica, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and what's up? What's up, Malik? What's tickling your pickle? What is it? That Game of Thrones is doing to you. Game of Thrones is all about white supremacy. So the crazy white Ooh, lady take. doing whatever she wants and never having to pay for it. So sex with her brother, killing people, doing all kinds of things, never doing the right thing. And in the end, she gets to die with the, in the hands of somebody she loves. Under some fucking boulders? Fuck That's how she that died? That's the worst death of any character in this show we've been waiting she's been evil from the beginning and she's gonna die under some boulders and we didn't even get to see her get crushed like we that was off that was off screen damn tell us what really hurt you saying like, yo, this what's show going hurt right. well, I yeah, love this show that is all about white supremacy yo cause I watched it I watched it 
Yo. I rewatched the show before this before this the, the Yo, eighth season started. Hold so on, it's like hold fresh. on, bro. Yo, Malik the Muslim just blew my fucking mind though with that shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that shit was crazy. <laughs> I did not take, think about that. I take, I take. That was crazy. Yo, um, you know what I wanted to talk to you about was the fucking creating. 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 Yeah, creating. You was telling us that you was working on learning some trips. Some what? Some trips. That's the only guitar shit I know. Bachata. Trips? Oh, trips. Like triplets. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, triplets. Some bachata. Yeah, man. I mean, well, for me, like learning, it, it, it's broken up into two, really two categories, right? It's practice and then it's dedicated practice. So I think like you can, you can, you can sort of categorize practice as push-ups, right? So like let's say you work out, right? Mm-hmm. And you do push-ups and sit-ups and like calisthenics maybe to maintain but it's not going to get you to another level. It's not going to push you to go further. Wait, for real? Yeah. All I do is push-ups and calisthenics. That's probably why I'm still fat. No, no, I'm not saying that because you can't push that. But if you're lifting weights and then, like, your off days, you're doing, you know, you haven't worked out in a week and you do push-ups and sit-ups, you're doing that to maintain. Gotcha. Right? So you don't lose that muscle mass. All right. Right? Or in, in, in my sense, it would be learning the, dex- the, de- the dexterity of your fingers. Okay. Right? With the guitar. So it, it's it's basically it's practice and then it's dedicated practice. Mm-hmm. So for me, dedicated practice is is working specifically on certain goals to grow and to expand further. Where if you just so for me, I I I, I like to use the, the term uh, canoodling, right? So it's like I'll be at home watching TV or some music is on, like I have some music coming out the speaker, and I try to jam with that, right? And canoodling is like soft cuddling. No, like it's like Canoodle, gentle cuddling. canoodling is sort of like playing around. Okay, it's, it's it sounds like, like cuddling in a canoe. Cuddling <laughs> in a canoe, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, that's just how dangerous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so you canoodling? So I'm by canoodling, yourself. right? By so it's like with, a, cat. with my cat, of course. You're She's always nearby. Yeah, canoodling cat all the time. It's my girl. Maybe got it. So, but. But that that's like that's more fun, right? So that's like that's fun. That's like that's playing a game. Yeah, so, you know. So I, you know, and I was reading I was reading this uh, interesting article, and it, it brought up like Kobe Bryant and Mozart and all these other great people and how they practice, right? Yeah. So in Kobe's instance, you know, you can take two basketball players, right? Mm-hmm. And they're both in the gym putting up shots for an hour, and. One person takes a hundred shots an hour. He's got, you know, he's got a ball boy who's throwing the ball back to him, back and forth, like so he can, you know, just put put up shots, put up shots. Like that's what he's working. He's working on improving his jump shot. Yeah. And then you have somebody else who is maybe putting up not a hundred shots, but fifty shots, right? And those fifty shots, he's kind of lollygagging. He's getting his own rebounds. You know, he's talking to his friends in between. Like it's not focused, dedicated practice, and that to me is the difference of higher learning. And, and that can be applied to so many different. Areas, yeah. you know. Yeah, you can add on to that. Why don't you come to the mic? Where you calling from? Pass, pass the mic. We gotta, we gotta, we got somebody here calling. What's up? Pass the mic. Okay. And start off by stay, stating your name, gangster. Oh man. Um. My my name my name is Uncut Art, and from what he just explained, and that's one of the things. And like I really talk a lot about that, and it it sounds like the momentum builder kind of thing. It's like. When you're starting something, when you into when you focus on this one thing for a certain amount of time, this one thing, you get a certain kind of uh, different in depth about this scenario. Every time you look at it, you're gonna kind of look at it differently, and every time you look at it, look a little differently. And if you continue this thing in the momentum factor, you get deeper. Like you continue this one thing after another. Now, when you stop this momentum and you try to start again. Like you kind of have to start all over again. You'd start so from the beginning. You kind of have to because it's life. like momentum. Momentum kind of makes everything feel lighter. Because if you're doing this, rocking back and forth is light. Once you stop rocking back and forth, that all the stuff you've done learned becomes heavy, and you can't carry that weight no more. And in order for you to start all over now, you have to kind of like let go of all the shit you learned and kind of like start a running start to get the momentum going. So if you stay in the flow, like he said. You get deeper into this shit to where you keep breaking your own boundaries. And that's the thing about creative aspect. It's like breaking your own boundaries, like staying in your own space to where you're just beating yourself and you're beating yourself. Yesterday, you're better than you was yesterday. You're better than you was the day before yesterday. And then you keep getting better to the point where 
you're like breaking to your own ether kind so, of shit. So what's the key to staying with that momentum? Because from my, my whole life, I feel like I've had, I've had that momentum, right? I felt that swing where it's like you keep beating yourself, you're beating yourself, you're beating yourself. And then at some point, something happens and you stop. That's what something happens. That's what it was. And you got to start all something over again. Something happens. Right. That's what it was. You allowed that something to happen to throw you off your momentum. And your momentum have to be, like, your momentum have to be your, your blueprint. Because you can never lose that. Because with your momentum comes everything else. Mm-hmm. But if you focus on everything else, it's easy to lose the momentum because so anything it, could throw you off. It's, it's all about priorities? That's what you're saying? It's, that it's got to be the like focus, this, this one thing that you're trying that, to It's to like the to. dedication, the focus. And well, I, I'm not there now. But it's like you get there at certain points in your career. Right. Because it's like a dire need to grow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I'm not there now, but I would say like a year ago when I was kind of getting into a certain point in my career when I went to kind of step up the ladder. I had to get I had to get into a zone where I had to close everything out and get into this focus, this this thing that you really call focus where it's like that horse focus where it's like Yeah, you got the this. horse blinders on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah nothing yeah. else matters but that freaking light that you see at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So that that is that space that you always want to find yourself There's in. Nothing like that space, but the though. thing about that oh, space man. is it doesn't exist for the for your whole career because you have to come out that space to to be the person that you're creating or to 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 share the thing that you're creating mm-hmm. and you can't do that in both space. You know, so that's how you lose it sometimes because you do have to come out. You do have to come out. I mean, because there's no human that can just be in that forever. Because yeah, you have right? to come out and, and show the world. You have yeah. to come out and, and share. You have to come out and see what you created. Because if you're in it, you can't see it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to actually come out and sit back and be like, able oh, to shit. appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate and then I, and what's been done. And that helps with your growth. Because mm-hmm. if you can't see it, you won't know where you need to grow. Absolutely. I so, agree with that. So it's a lot of things. But when you focus on the momentum, you cannot. You, you can always get it back. You can always get it back, yes, but it, it's hard to find again. It is. You know? But it I feel like it's peaks and valleys. Like, you, you just go through those ebbs and flows of life, and it's just it's hard to catch that wave and then just continue to ride it. Because, like, I want to get to that point where I can just ride that wave and just at but least get try. to where I want to be. That's the thing. You don't try no more. Because the first time I got it, I didn't try. It just happened. Oh. Well, it's, like, it's like you're pushing so hard. It's like, you know, I can't explain these words, but it's like pushing so hard into a space where that shit just... I'm trying to find a visual for it. It's like, well, for me, I'll tell you personally because I used to play basketball in high school, right? And and I think what you're talking about with like being in the zone and focus, it's Uh like I've had experiences on the court where it's just like you don't, I I can't miss. Like it doesn't doesn't matter what what you throw at me, doesn't matter what you do, how you guard me. It's like I'm putting the ball in the hoop, and the hoop looks like it's fucking sixty feet wide. You know what I mean? It's like you're just in the zone, like you're just there. You're so focused. And there's nothing that you can do that anybody can do that's going to take you out of it until the game is over. And then that's when you can step back and start to sort of like appreciate it and really that's feel a, it. That's a zone of no, no thought. It's just yeah, straight. Yeah, right. It's, it's, it's straight second energy. nature. It's yeah. just automatic. It's like, yeah, I know that's, where I'm at. That's the not trying that you're talking about. Yes. It's just letting it flow. Just yeah. Let me, let me ask you. So you're, respons- flow state. so you're responsible for the Protect Your Heart tag that's all over the city. All over the country, yes. All over the country? Yeah, I'm in Miami, LA, Vegas, Cali, um, I mean, Atlanta, Fort Lauderdale, Atlanta. And let, and let me ask you, how, how'd you arrive at Protect Your Heart, that tag being what you wanted to spread? Because that's, that's, that's how I live my life. Protect your heart? Yeah, because... Um, what are you protecting your heart from? That's the thing for myself. From yourself? Yeah, that's the only person that controls you is yourself you don't even want to make decisions that are Damn, good or bad for yourself fucking, so if you don't protect hits. yourself from yourself you tend to do these things that are frigidly just things that are based on your surroundings so when people ask me oh, who am i protecting from you from you because there's two parts of you and it's your spiritual self and it's the physical self the physical self is is totally connected to all physical aspects of life your, all your five senses is, is fucked with every day, whether it's what you taste, what you eat, what you hear, what you see, but your soul can't be tapped with. So you have to protect yourself from yourself because yeah. you tend to do things without you actually knowing what's good for you or not because you're being told what's good for you. So when you tap into that second part of yourself, 
you kind of know what's good for you. It's like a natural sense of, it's like a, it's like a nature, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's embedded in you. So protect your heart to me was like a way for me to point the finger at what people need to focus on, mm-hmm. that That's part of themselves. And when they do that, what I just told you come from there and they start figuring these things out. That's super interesting. I never thought of it that way. Like, cause I've seen it. I've seen it a bunch, right? I've seen it all around, and I never like I always thought protect your heart, and I was like, I've always thought about it as protect your heart from somebody who can break it, right? Because you're scared th- of girls. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too many of them. Yeah. <laughs> protect your heart from somebody that but can you break it. You never think about yeah. it, but we're we are our own we're our own biggest worst everyday. enemy. Yeah, yeah. You and know? you're always competing against yourself. And you don't know that. And you use other people as reasons and excuses for why you feel a certain way you feel about life, but it's really all about you. How you feel about yourself. But when you get into a space of protecting yourself and your heart, you tend to see a different part of life that is more valuable than just running around trying to be this person or trying to create this person, which you are creating, which is dope, but you also gotta know that you are soul. And you being a soul and you being an energy-driven individual, meaning you have access to everything that's energy-driven, which is everything that's in life. So when people stress about doing things, like, yo, all you got to do is not think. All you got to do is just do, breathe. Do and breathe be. And do. Breathing is, like, one of the best things. Breathe and just do. It's an automatic system. Cause that, that, I, mean, you can't, I mean, you can control it, but, like, that's an automatic function. Breathing? Yeah. Well, breathing is air. Breathing is... Right. is, is Breathing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. True. Right. You're right. Think about it, right? Okay, let, listen to this, right? Breath is like, breath is, you. your, your breath is your soul. Every time you breathe, have you ever heard someone say they take their last breath and their soul leave their body? Mm. Every time you breathe in life, you're breathing in life into this body that's just a physical instrument that you use to get around and if you don't breathe life into this thing and show it love and give it love it's not gonna move on right you know what i'm saying that's why people get sick and all this stress thing because they're not breathing in the right thought into their body you know so protect your heart a lot to do with that shit you know? that's so, fine so to you it's more about your thought process right so it's, it's all about, about like it's all about understanding this like this think think it and think yeah. it into existence. Yeah, that's sort it. Sort of thing, right? So it's like if if I if if you think positively, then positive things are going to be the outcome of that. Always. That's not what I think. That's what it is. I that's mean, that's is, just, right? that's just how the yeah. world works. That's how the universe works. It's just the way it works. You attract yeah. what you you attract what you want to attract. Here's the jewel right here, right? Okay. You attract things based on your on your attention, not what you ask for, right? So you could sit here all day and talk about how you don't like this and you don't like that and you don't like this. That shit won't mean nothing. Because to the universe, all, all they hear, all they feel is, I need this and I want this in my life. Because your attention to it alone is what gives it its, valid- its validity in your life. So when you're trying to get rid of something, when you're trying to, when you want something good for yourself, you always speak it. Because speak it into existence. Like people don't know how to talk. Mm-hmm. People is always talking about what they don't like and what's bad about their life, not understanding their talking is two things. You're either predicting or you're creating. So you can't talk for no fucking reason. Because now I got to think like, shit, I'm either going to predict my future on some fucked up shit or I'm going to create some fucked up shit in my future. So now I'm only going to talk dope shit because I only want to predict dope shit in my future and I only want to create dope shit. So now people don't know how to talk. So like, People will say a lot of things that they don't like before they talk about what they do like. And that's like, that's what puzzles me. Like, yo, if I walk around all day talking about you, I like this and I like more this and more this, I'm gonna get more of that shit. But if I'm complaining about what I don't like, I'm gonna get, get more, more of that, that shit. shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> total thoughts, thoughts become things, bro. Yeah, like, they, that's, they, that's, that's dude, really... life is created on that shit that you just said. Thoughts yeah. become things. Thoughts become things. You know, and that's facts all the way around the box. When people start making that their primary thing, then we start creating dope shit for ourselves. And we don't start wasting our fucking breath for no reason. And that's that. Fire. Yo, yeah. let me ask you, how you feel about how you feel about the adversity score that they added to the SAT? How do I feel about it? Yeah. Well, we should use some background to it. Yeah, please. Yeah, talk so, about so it. So the uh, they're adding a 
adversity score to the SATs, right? And what, what does that, that mean? mean? What that means is they're, they're counting these certain factors into the SAT score. So they're taking, so if you live in an impoverished neighborhood, right, where if there's, there's a high crime rate, if the, the high school that you went to uh, isn't 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 that good of a school, or if there aren't if there's a lot of kids in the classroom. I would like to bow out because I'm gonna say this right: the whole education system is a full of shit crap whole thing. It's another business built. like anything else. It is so. Therefore, the it's minute you start business. talking about that, it sounds like another system. It sounds like another part of the business they're trying to implement, and it's even making myself go deeper into it. And my thing is, I'm trying to pull people out of that state of thinking that they need they need that system because all it does is train you to just be a robot yeah to just learn what you need to learn to 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 help build their bullshit you know yeah i mean yo i well, couldn't i couldn't disagree more like i disagree yeah. you disagree i entirely disagree 100 oh, percent. and well, the reason I agree. the reason i the reason i disagree is because i feel like depending on where you come from let's say in my and just and i'm and i'm using my personal experience and then kind of like implementing to the way to the way like i view the whole thing it's just that I wouldn't know half the shit I know if it wasn't for school, mm. to be honest. Like, like just the, the people that I was around, the, the family that I was born into, the situation that I grew up in, the only option for social climbing is school and education. Yes. Uh, now, now, we can say that the education system could use some reform and it could be used to kind of fit society in a better way because we haven't changed it in like 100 years or whatever. But at the same time, calling it bullshit or unnecessary or like trying to take people out of it, I think is actually a huge disadvantage to people that need social climbing, like where you need to come up out of poverty or you need to come up up out of like having an ill education like being miseducated can i say something you see the things that i was explaining to you about protect your heart yeah education is the reason why people don't know that right now people are actually pulled away from that process of life to be to the education pulls them away from that so well, they need to be educated about themselves before i agree with that about See, well now we're I, having know. a different conversation that conversation is saying that the education system needs to have an aspect of it that helps people learn more about their you know more emotional intelligence and kind of integrating a more spiritual education to to what comes with it but that would be an additive to what's already going on because you mentioned yo education will make you a good employee and it's like yo bro somebody's got to clean the toilets like some like everybody's got to have every job and somebody out there it may not be you it may not be me it may not be any of us in this room but there's somebody out there that just want to be a fucking employee bro like they want to go to a yeah, job and that's a decision work. that the individual makes but but that's what what do you mean what do you mean somebody has to make that decision like i'm gonna go to school and learn how to do this thing right 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 yeah that's what you're saying no so what's the decision that they make to be an employee yeah Right. Do you make that decision? Yeah, you but you said school. To be an employee. I understand that, but you I, just said me, that right, school so makes school, you an employee. I think school, what it should be, I'm not saying that's what it is, but what it should be is school should teach you how to learn. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's what school should be. Is that school not should, what it does? No. No. No way. School teaches you things that you can apply to jobs, to being in the working sector. Yeah. yeah. Right? So you, you learn how to do things that you so you can be employable. Right. But yeah. for me, what school should be is it should teach you how to learn for yourself, how to put in those hours like studying. Right. You want to you, you learn to you study so that you can get a degree so that you can get a job. So you're telling me that school doesn't teach you how to learn. It no. does. It does. You just said it, it does. You said in, what? In, in, in certain in certain instances. Yes, about, it does. You about but learn, but learn from from a personal perspective, like right now, everybody that speaks about school speaks from a school school perspective. Because you didn't learn how to, you didn't, they never taught you how to learn personally. So everything you learn is straight things that, like, people are intellectually good. They could spit out the fucking book like, oh shit. They could yeah. spit the book out. <laughs> <laughs> they could spit the book out like, pe yeah, people that, like, that, 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 that knows intellectual individuals that read and that goes to school, the scholars, they know that shit like the back of their hands. But now, if I put them against, an individual that knows energy, that knows their soul in themselves, they can never win. You learn how to learn, but you don't know how to learn for yourself. 
That's yes, what it is. Exactly. That's, that's, I mean, that's the you learn how to learn for somebody else. Like yes. you lose you lose that personal self individuality in the midst of learning how to be uh, a lesser. For example, they teach for example, yo, nobody wakes up every day and think that yo, I'm on top of the world and I can get everything I want. Because they teach you that in order for you to get everything you want, you have to go through this process, you have to be this be great, you have to be that, you have to be that so mentally, so mentally, if you, when you look at yourself, you're like, damn, I'm not qualified for this, so boom, put the mic down, I'm not qualified for that. But then when people know how to learn, like when they teach you how to learn, there's no such thing as I'm not qualified. It's like, shit, I'm not qualified, I'm gonna figure this shit out. Because you have a different attitude, a different viewpoint on life as it is, because now life is not something that is making you, you put yourself in a position of making life. They don't want people that create. They don't want you to be a creator of life. They want you to be a, a follower, worker. a worker of their concept of life. See, like I, I like I, I disagree with it. I, I disagree with it still, just because I don't think that school stops you from being able to learn. I don't think no. that school. I don't think that. So, like for example, you're saying that they, there it should be. A, it just creates. It don't stop you. It just. It don't create us. Like. I mean, like it don't create it don't create creative um, leaders that are self like contained. Like if it create um, people that feel like worker bees. Yeah, they need they, they need something to survive. Or they, like like leniency, like independent. Mm-hmm. Nobody is a mentality behind it, and they take they strip you away. They strip that away from you, and the message, for you to learn something, you lose something else. And that's what it, I think that's what the education system it does. It, you lose a sense of yourself learning the ways of the world. Because people think, well, for me to climb up, I'm going to have to, uh, like, yo, know, dude, somebody would tell me. <laughs> Deep side. Somebody would tell me this, right? A, a regular worker would tell me this, right? They'll shit on you. You lose your house, and you end up on the street, and somebody will come and tell you, bro, I'm just doing my job. I'm just doing my job. That's a worker bee, okay? A person that think for themselves and still have that job would never do that because I'm like, I'm not doing, I'm not living. It's like they thought process is like the job don't make me, I make the job. So I'm not going to make a decision because they, they tell me to make it against my personal thing that I know morally and right because it divides people. School divides you. Anything that divides and puts you in a space where you can't, Look at your fellow human and see that you're equal because you're smarter and you're dumber. You're in a different class. You're slower. It's not. It's not healthy, bro. I don't know how you could put it. It's a lot of us made it out good. I made it out. You made it out. He made it out. That shit doesn't mean it's healthy. It means you're stronger than that shit. A lot of people ain't. A lot of people are victims to that shit. They're in the sheets right now, crying. I got a degree and I can't get a job. Yeah, they that's a big thing for me is, is going to school for for however many years and coming out still all these in hundreds, like thirty something thousand. I tell hundreds them of thousands of dollars in debt. I'm not debt. paying on like for what? Every time they hit me, like I tell, I literally my answer is like for what? For what? Yeah. What do you want my money for? I yeah. ain't got it. So listen, you, so listen, man. Get a fucking, uh, listen, I'm not a bootstraps dude, right? Like I'm not a pull yourself up by the bootstraps kind of dude, right? Mm-hmm. But the the reality is is that going to school doesn't grant you equality of outcome. You know what I mean? There is no like, yo, if you go to school and you take these classes and you do this, you're guaranteed to get this job and do this thing. Like, I think that you still need to have your own level of hustle. And that's developed. I think that that's developed outside of school. You feel me? Like, like to me, that's that that goes back to developing the community, developing the home, educating the parents and doing all of those things. Because at that point, listen, if we're going to be part of a society. Right. Mm-hmm. We're part of a society. Right. There's going to be some things that are societal norms that may not be the healthiest things for your emotional state. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that resonated with me about like, you know, not everybody is cool with being separated by these people are smarter. These people are slower. These people are in this class. These people are in that class, et cetera, et cetera. That could break a lot of people because that's not like a normal thing for humans to do you know what mm-hmm. i mean that's something that we made and we kind of constructed to fit the society that we live in so i think that at every point in life you're gonna have to meet societal structures so your training for dealing with societal structures i don't think it could be provi- pr- provided by that societal structure like i don't think school is going to be able to teach you how to deal with society in what way well i mean i well, you said that it has to teach you how to learn, which I kind of... It should teach you how to learn, It should yes. teach you how to learn, and I equate that to... It should... I equate that to more of a... Because to me, school teaches you how to learn. 
Because if you take the technique that they use on you in school and apply that to anything else, you will learn. Like, if you told yourself, yo, today I have this homework. You wanted to, you, you, you're still practicing your guitar and you're trying to get better with your guitar. Right. If you took the educational structure and applied it to how you're learning guitar, right? And you said, yo, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and I'm going to read, I'm going to take this lecture. I'm going to watch this lecture. And then after I watch this lecture, I'm going to do these sets of homeworks, right? And I'm going to go home and do these homeworks and I'm going to work this for an hour. And then tomorrow I'm going to do the next chapter in this lecture. And you're watching it on YouTube. You're doing it yourself, but you're using the structure that was provided by the educational system. I think that in that situation, you will learn. Like right. that, like so, literally, that's no, teaching you, you uh, a, a structured that's system. That's fair. Wait, hold on. That's learn. fair. Let me, let me. I just want to say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get one point in real quick. That's fair, right? So when I first got to college, I went to Nassau Community College before I went on to Hunter, and I took a music theory course, right? right. And so the summer before I started classes at Nassau, Nassau, I read Guitar Theory for Dummies, right? And I went through that whole book. And I went through that in, in a matter of, I think it was like a month or whatever, right? I went through that book by myself. And I went to class. And it was literally, word for word, the exact same information. Almost in the exact same layout as the classroom. And I did that in a month as opposed to a semester. Here's the caveat. Here's the caveat. Community college is the 13th grade. Like, community college is a function. It's, it's a segue between... The kids in high school that did not try as hard or did not, you know, compete as hard or couldn't figure it out in high school, it gives them an opportunity. Community college is literally a bridge. It's a JUCO. It's a bridge into an actual higher education. So to some people, no, not no, to not everyone. to some people, yes, the, the, the design of it. The design of it, community people, college. Because you have people who go and they go to community college, they get their two year associate's degree and that's it. But this is what I'm telling you. Some people don't want to go the higher education route. Right. So and now you're talking about something. So so let's get into the fact that it's just some people doing something. Some people want to go the no, route no, of school. No, no, no. Some I'm people get... don't want to go the route of school. <laughs> As it's no, rolled what up, baby. What I'm, what I'm telling you is, though, your example that you just brought up, you read music theory for dummies. You read that on your own and then took a music theory class in your first semester. And I learned your, nothing in that class. Well, this is what I'm telling you. In your first semester, in your first year at a community college. And you're comparing Second that. Semester. All right, cool. You're comparing those two things. And it's like, bro, you're, you're, like your comparison, it, it's a false equivalency. It's like, yo, they gave me word for word what I learned in this book. Sure, but you are just beginning in your, in your education journey. This is the very doorstep. So it's yeah, like literally, it you, got to, you got to it. You got to the maze and said... Oh, nah, i seen this front door before. I'm leaving. You know what I mean? And it's like, you didn't even go through it. You didn't explore it. Like, if you tell me that, like, in order for me to take that and say, like, okay, there's some validity to that, is if you told me that you went through the process of getting some kind of musical degree or some kind of MFA or some kind of, like, you've been in this process for a minute, and then you say, you know what, in retrospect, I haven't learned anything that wasn't in this book for dummies. You understand what I mean? But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you taking an introductory class, which is supposed to operate as a, here's the set for dummies. This is your very first introduction to this field, to this education, to this uh, industry, to whatever it is. This is your very first step into that direction, yes. right? So, and, and then you're taking that very first step and you're saying, oh, no, I'm not learning shit. And it's like, bro, it's the first step. It's the very, very beginning. Like, like, and... For and right, it is the very beginning, but you learn. So, so the thing is that you have everything that you can learn in school. There are ton. There's you. We have. We live in the internet age. Like all of it, your your the information that's accessible to you and every individual on the planet, or not every individual on the planet, but uh, let, let let let's localize it to 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 us, right? To our our community, our, you know, America. But you have all that information at your fingertips. You open up your phone. You can get. Whatever info you want, it's it's being a, it's it's applying it, right? It's it's being you know having creating your own structure for yourself to be like okay, I'm yes I'm starting at the same level, right? I can learn the same things in school that I can learn outside of school. What school gives you, what or what it should give you is the discipline to follow through. That's what school is about because it's like you're paying money, right? So obviously if you're paying money for something, you're more inclined to go through with it. 
Yeah. Whereas if you don't have the money for it, you're learning it on your own, you'd be like, oh, this is hard. Like, you, you falter and it's, you might stop. Okay, maybe, we, we, maybe we're wrong, okay? School is good. Okay. Yeah, of I mean, course school is good. I'm not school saying school is isn't good. I'm not saying school isn't good. It's just this motherfucking education system that we're fucking with ain't shit. It was, <laughs> was never shit. It would never be shit. Well, <laughs> and we, you can't fix that shit. We started with the with, with the SAT adversity score, right? That's where that's where we, we yeah, got to this conversation. Yeah, right? So so what I think about that is that it is a band-aid sort of fix. Not even a fix, but it's a band-aid cover up for the main issue. Right? And that's why I that's say that's what the I problem. Say, not, What's the main issue? Because, the main issue is because you're grading scores on 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 people who have faced adversity, right? So you come from people with from lower class incomes, uh, impoverished neighborhoods, high crime rates, schools that are that are, have too too many students to teacher ratio, and it's like that's the issue, right? Fixing those problems. How do you get these families to have more money to be more stable? to be in a better school system. Like that's the reform that needs to happen. Not not adversity scores. Yes, it's 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 helping. I'm sure I'm sure it's gonna help, but it's not gonna fix the problem. Because you can still have these kids who come from these homes that just aren't on the same step. Can I say something about these people? Um, these individuals have a have a problem with solving problems. Instead of solving the problems, they create another issue they create something else to band-aid the problem that creates another problem. And that's what it's always been happening. It's like, like for example, instead of saying, hey, we gotta eat healthy, we're gonna know, we're gonna create some pills that's gonna, that's gonna fix you if, you if you don't eat healthy. And then pills create another, another scenario for yourself. So it's like, I'd rather people get into the solution after all, even the, the um, um, preventing factor or preventing stuff before it even happens, you know, and and that's what it is with the whole system. It's like it's not about it's not there to to build kings and queens and and, and great people. It's there, like I say, it's just there to, to. It's a flawed system. Yeah. It, it's what it so is. So when it's people a start talking system. about when he starts talking about this is what the um they're they're presenting to fix the issue. Nobody want to hear that SAT shit. People want to hear us. Um, what are we doing in the community? The real issue, exactly. Where one day, one day we're gonna have an extended conversation about how we need reparations. So it's like once those reparations Homeschool. come out, homeschooling. I was homeschooled for a year in eighth well, grade. Well, the shit, you know, like, I, I'm not going to keep going on and on about this, so I'm going to just put a ribbon on it, and I'm going to end this conversation right now. And, no, I mean, and I'm going to put a, 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 just put a bow on this conversation. And, number one, I think that just be, homeschooling might be an answer, but you could homeschool and still go to regular school. Just teach your kids, That's the bro. Thing, though, teach no your perfect, kids. There's no perfect solutions to any of what? it. Like, you can go so to the education system, and you can be fucked up. You could go to... So that's so you that's the education system be fucked up. You could you could not go to the educa- education system and still be fucked up. Yeah. Like I mean, there's so, just so many different avenues, and it's it really it just comes down to what you decide to do and what course man, you want to take in life. And yet, and then you know, I I get where you're coming from, where it's like you might not be privy or you might not know about these opportunities because you haven't been taught them, right? Is that? Yeah, like for example, uh, God, last thing, last thing, and last this is the last, okay. this is the last thing that I'm, a, go, that I'm, a, that I'm a rebuttal on. But so, you mentioned about like everything that that you need to find out. All of it is on the internet, and whatever question you have and all those things, all of it is on the internet. I 100% agree with that. 100%. You could teach yourself anything you want, right? But in order for you to do that, you have to ask the internet how the do questions. You, how do you know what you don't know? Yes. yes. And and that's where school comes in. It's not about you you being taught to be a worker bee. It's not about you being indoctrined into into uh, uh, capitalism. Or all, all of those things may happen as as a consequence. But it's about getting you in a room with like minded people because that is the hardest thing to do. Like oh, yeah. the hardest thing to do is to get yourself in a room with like minded people. And there's no there's no other place that does it better than school. If Sorry. you put yourself out there, if you have a mind that's curious and you, you keep posing questions and you look and you look, I think eventually you're gonna find it. But Tony, what's up? Tony, what's up? You got anything on the grill? No, but I was gonna ask what does private uh, what does school teach? Do they teach data privacy? 
bet you this motherfucker can't get the sneeze out. Segway king, bro. <laughs> He's a segway king. Segway king. Where we at with time, homie? Uh, one hour three. Oh, okay. All right, all right. So, uh, <laughs> segway king, baby. This, yo, him, Tony. Baby. Tony need a bigger mic, bro. Tony coming in. <laughs> Um, you need to stand. Yo, so we was talking about that data privacy because one of the things that's really like bothers me, right? I was, I'm sitting at home and I'm sitting at home on the couch and I'm reading an article on uh, about some artist. I don't, I don't even remember who the artist was. Like I'm reading some article they're interviewing. It's like some online magazine, and then I'm like, damn, the way that these articles are formatted now are mad informative, right? Because like the dude was talking about uh, how he came into the rap game mm -hmm. and he was like saying like oh you know what like i interned at this at this uh at this company and from there i made a lot of connections in the industry and then and uh i found an avenue to start writing for artists and then eventually uh at the same time from the proceeds from the writing i got to like invest in my own music and i kind of built it out that way and to me i was like yo that shit is like mad informative like those are mad tangible steps to follow like you want to make music first thing is get into the music industry you know i mean find this out when i was growing up though all the magazine articles i read about like artists and how they got famous it was like it was like y'all you know i was doing music and then you know be just grinding baby i was just telling the music out of the truck of my car that was i was grinding you know and then eventually like yo they just saw me because i was the king of my city and it was like all right cool bro that shit did not help at all like doesn't you know what i mean so then i was wondering like if articles got more informative now, like just in general, are things more information driven now, right? So, and that was a long ass story to get to the point, which is I tried to look for a double XL magazine so that I could confirm if the articles were whacker back then. I could not find a double XL article for my life, bro. Like I'm scavenging really? the internet, really? and I'm like, what the fuck? Not like, you tell me, they're not cataloging it. There's just no archive. Like, uh. there's no archive. Like, double XL is not even in print anymore. They do like one magazine a year. There's just no archive. So now it's like that shit just made me feel like, and it's not really a a data privacy issue. It's just more like a a data reliance issue. Like we're relying on the internet and data to just always be there for us like i oh, feel like sure. we feel like yo everything that's happening right now is being archived on our behalf you oh, feel me? it goes down i think a lot of a lot of shit's gonna get fucked up yo the shit is that it don't even go no they don't even need to go down like a simple thing like this yo later bro thanks for stopping by yo how'd you like the yard b how was the french footage <laughs> how's the, the burgers <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't see the burgers? We had the grill on and they, shit. They called it a podcast in yard. Oh, black bean burgers next time, bro. We got you. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh, yes. Yo, we should actually let's catch a let's catch a flick before you go. Actually, are you leaving now? Let's, yeah, let's, let's catch get a, a picture flick real quick. quick. <laughs> I'll be check, 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 check. All right, we back on. Yeah. All right, cool. Yo, so, um, yeah, but that's cool shit. Fuck it. I'm trying, I'm trying to hide the punch, but it's a punch here. Yo, yo, Tony, yo, Tony, you got anything on the grill, bro? Hey, I got some hot, steamy, fresh, and beefy. Hey. All right, so, hey. <laughs> all right, so here's, here's Tony's grill time. Um, if price and worth mean the same thing, why priceless and worthless are opposites? If price and worth mean the same thing, why are priceless and worthless opposites? Go. Okay. Oh, look at this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because. In order of the sentence, priceless, you can't price it. Worthless, it has no worth. Well, you gotta say that on the mic, though. Well, then so. the, the, well the thing is that then priceless, you know, we got 60 seconds, right? Well, the thing is that at that point, priceless and worth, uh, uh, don't price and worth, priceless and worthless kind of mean the same thing, right? Because if you can't price it, then it has no worth. No, if you can't price it, that means it's unpriceable. It's worth that much. And if it's worth less, that means well, that it has it's, it's it, worth less it than worth anything any? worth paying for. Yeah, it's less. It's worth less. But than if anything. it's if it's worth so much that nobody will pay for it because it's so valuable, then it's does it not make it worthless? And it winds up in a museum. No, because yeah. if you have it, you can sell it to you know. If you to have a, a if you have a fifty but, carat blue diamond, 
you can it's priceless. Mm. So either you can sell it to a museum or somebody's gonna kill you and take it and put it in a museum. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I, I, I still think that. Oh, fuck. No, no, no. Yo, y'all God. must be high. Were y'all over here smoking or something? <laughs> <laughs> Stop banging on the damn furnace. <laughs> I thought they gave you a weed that like a bag of crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> bag of shit. <laughs> bag of shit. I'm trying to leave, but I'm like, put that back. <laughs> yo, thanks. Yo, thanks for stepping in the yard, yo. Yeah, I don't know. Thanks for having us. Shout out to protect yeah. your heart. Um, well, he did Shout mention out to Al that. Dog. Producer, and then he did mention that uh, she's got a habit is coming out on Netflix soon. He gonna be all up in there, so sure, gotta sure. check that out. That's a Spike Netflix, Lee joint. She's gotta have it, Spike, all the whole shebang. Netflix, she's gotta have it, Spike Lee. Y'all make sure you check it out on Netflix. New season two starts on Friday, May twentieth or May twenty fifth, something like that. Twenty fourth. Twenty fifth. No, twenty fourth. May twenty fourth. She's gotta have it. Fire. Spike Lee on the whole crew. Forty acres and a mule. Let's go. Awesome, we ran out of beers. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs>